Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. All right. Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. I felt like I did something wrong there. I felt like I missed something or did something out of order. I don't think so. I don't think I did either. Hi, guys. Uh, We are Whiskey and Wonder, the podcast where we review a whiskey every week and teach the other something wonderful about history or conspiracy theories or horrible, dark, awful things. Yes, absolutely. Or not even necessarily history. My topic's technically not history today. I I like it. kind of science. Oh, Ooh. I like it. We are an educational podcast that it has a lot of cussing. So you're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> that's a good point. You know what I forgot to bring up before we did this? Uh-oh. The schedule. But that's okay. I've got it right now. Yeah, we uh, got this. We're good. We are Whiskey and Wonder. I'm Tyler and that's Megan. I'm Megan. If you're on YouTube, you can see that. If not, then you take our word for it. Yep. Uh, you can find us on whiskeyandwonder.com. Instagram at Whiskey Podcast, YouTube Whiskey and Wonder. Everything else is in the show notes or on the screen if you're watching. We are excited today because Megan has got a new toy. I got my own soundboard thing. I am hands free for sounds now sometimes. (laughs) I'm super excited. Uh, We've wanted to get me one of these since we started. Basically, I think. Yeah. And we finally did it. So, yeah, we found yeah. a heck of a deal on one mm-hmm. and pulled the trigger. Yep. And Thank now, you guys for your donations. You are helping us get better and better every week. Absolutely. Um, we really appreciate it. We couldn't do this without you guys. And it, it genu- gen- genuinely, not generally, as I want to say, <laughs> it genuinely comes from the bottom of our, of our heart. So thank it really you guys does. So much. Thank you guys. We love being able to do this. So it's, it's awesome. Absolutely. Um, in addition to that small announcement, uh, we are still, we mentioned last week, we're talking about bonus content and hopefully that will be coming in the future. Um, but we still are, are brainstorming about that. So we want to let everybody know, uh, Megan, you got an update on t-shirts. We didn't talk about this prior. So, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm going to assume that that is a hard no. <laughs> well, uh, you guys are going to have so much trouble telling which one of us is hitting the button. <laughs> unless you're watching on YouTube. It's fun to hit the buttons, ain't it? It is. I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to assign Megan homework this week. Get the fucking t-shirts done, you stupid whore. Uh, I was just going to say get the t-shirts, but okay. I'll add stupid whore. All right. Motivate me more. Um, And I reckon on that note, we're just going to jump in. We don't have that many announcements. So. Yeah. Opening the bottle. All right. This week, our whiskey is another donation or gift. This comes from friend Sarah and her pod dog, Rhea. Um, and it is George Dickel Sour Mash Whiskey number 12. George A. Dickel was born in Germany in 1818 and immigrated to the United States around 1844. He founded a retail business in Nashville, Tennessee in 1850 and began selling liquor in 1861. Following the end of the Civil War, 
he expanded his liquor business to a standalone liquor store and started the George A. Dickel and Company liquor wholesaling business, which focused on buying bulk liquor from local distilleries and bottling it for sale and distribution. After an accident in 1886, George's health began to deteriorate, and longtime bookkeeper Victor Emmanuel Schwab, 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 woo, <laughs> Charles Schwab, when in doubt, see Chuck. Schwab, but there's not a C, it's just Schwab. Oh, never mind. Schwab. Forget that minor advertisement for Charles Schwab. Victor Emmanuel Schwab took over the day-to-day operations of the company. One of his first actions was to take over a large percentage of the shares of a distillery in Cascade Hollow, where their company had been procuring a large percentage of their whiskey. George eventually died in 1894, and his wife took over ownership until her own death in 1916. At that point, she willed the remaining shares to Schwab, who became the sole owner of the company and distillery. Like most, the company shuttered its doors during Prohibition in the United States after the ban on alcohol was lifted. Though, the Shenley Distilling Company purchased the old George A. Dickel operation. None of the recipes or processes had been written down, so Shenley had to track down former distillers and employees to reverse engineer what had been going on. Uh, Let's see. Throughout the 1940s and 50s, Shinley marketed their whiskey under the George A. Dickel name. In 1956, Shinley attempted, unsuccessfully, to purchase another Tennessee whiskey. You might have heard of it before. It's called Jack Daniels. That was going to be my guess. (laughs) After their takeover attempt failed, they decided instead to directly compete with Jack opening a new distillery roughly one mile from the historic Cascade Distillery and using the same Lincoln County charcoal filtration method for their whiskey. The distillery opened on July 4th, 1959, and the first bottle rolled out of the distillery in 1964. Today, the George A. Dickel brand and distillery has been sold off to Diageo, a corporation based out of Great Britain who remain in control today. The, the distillery and everything is still in its original place in uh, Tennessee. So uh, that is the story of this um, whiskey. Sorry, everybody watching YouTube. I'm trying to get Megan in the center of the frame there <laughs> i don't know what you were I, doing somebody uh, i think i moved the camera at some point and it just wasn't quite right sorry for giving everybody motion sickness there that's all right hopefully they didn't watch it so no, hopefully they did watch it oh well i don't know what's happening uh <laughs> <laughs> i hope during that huge ginormous thing i just said you've been smelling it i have been smelling it okay i am going there's, to take my turn there is a you want to know what it really Smells like to me, it smells exactly like the Templeton rye with a little more burn your nose hairs. Really? Yeah, I smell dill. Uh-oh. I smell burn my nose hairs. Definitely get burn my nose hairs. I'm getting corn. Um, corn? I get mm. dill. Oh, I got dill too. I was just... I'm, I'm Okay, maybe I could see a little bit of corn. But it's really, it's more subtle. The dill smacks you in the face. Yeah, the dill is pretty heavy-handed. Um, I think we got one that Megan's going to like, guys. <laughs> uh, also, 
stay tuned on our Instagram um, because Tyler has promised to continue to make me puckles out of his dill plant. And apparently the dill plant heard him say that because it has had a hostile takeover. Uh, it's It's gone full Super Saiyan, to be honest. Any, any, any DBZ fans out there, it has like... The main stalk like tripled in size and it sprouted <laughs> these yellow flowers at the top and it's like it it legitimately like bulked up and turned its hair yellow and it went super saiyan. It is huge and I, fantastic. And Tyler was gonna make puckles until his dill ran out and now <laughs> that dill's never way. running out. I took I have two hydroponic systems. Um and one of them is bigger than the other, and the light goes up to about three feet, and the and the smaller one it only goes to about eighteen inches. And I, I had to take it out of the smaller one and put it in the big one because it grew so fast. Um, yeah, so I have a ton of dill and no cucumbers to make pickles. I was supposed to bring cucumbers today, but uh, if you guys haven't, haven't haul, yeah, haul. yep, that's <laughs> perfect. That's okay. Um, so yeah, smelling this whiskey, I, God, I'm getting a lot of dill. I get a Um, a subtle sweetness when I like take a break and then come back to it. It kind of a butterscotch vanilla-y smell. Okay. I'm, I am getting something more manly. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. It's like dirt, leather, earthworm, leather, earth type smells um yeah i get a little earthy smell too yeah something earthy is a better word than manly (laughs) i meant earthy that's why i said dirt (laughs) (laughs) um i mean if i kind of do like a drive-by i do get (laughs) i get sweet i don't know if y'all saw that on the uh on the video, but she like stuck her nose in and it like caught on the thing and it just w- <laughs> wiggled afterward. Oh, it's been one of those days. Uh, oh, so God. if I drive by, I do get sweet. Um, maybe some sort of like vanilla or something, but not getting very much fruit in this one. It's it's dill, um, dill, earthy. Oh man, when, yeah, I definitely get that butterscotch and vanilla flavoring. Yeah, I didn't do a drive by. Yeah. yeah, interesting. We are supposed to be smelling corn and sweet notes of vanilla, candied citrus, butterscotch, and fudge, honey, simple syrup, which is also known as sugar, dried fruit, wood. And rich but not cloying sweetness. Nowhere does it mention dill. But dill is, in our opinions, very prominent in this whiskey. I, it's yes. like head on. Um, this is, I took one sip and there is a lot to unpack here. There is a lot to unpack. The finish is dry and earthy with a little bit of spice and leather. Yeah. But that <laughs> tip and mid, there was so much happening. Like there was a party going on in my it mouth. Was, That's it's, how much flavor was there. Like, it's overwhelming. Yeah. It 
I don't want to. I, I don't want to make any assumptions on anything, but it's almost like there's too many different flavors going on at one time. It. It's like with them trying to to, to compete with Jack Daniels, they threw all the flavors together. So one of these has to stick. Yeah, I get some sort of like fruit, um, plum, apricot. Well, maybe not. Apricot. You don't know what apricots taste yeah, like. Yeah, I don't know what apricot <laughs> tastes like, but um, something something like a plum, a, a dark fruit. Um, what is? We had it. It was in another whiskey, uh, and I, I swear I thought it was. Apricots. Apricot is not a dark fruit. It is not. No, I can't remember what fruit I'm trying to think of. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go prune. Like, yeah, maybe a prune. Or a prune is a plum, isn't it? I think it's a dried plum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's got some kind of interesting fruity taste. It's fleeting. And, and I, when you said when you were talking about the smell and citrus, that's immediately because that was when I took the sip. That was what came to mind was that it was citrusy, but it's it's. I feel like citrus fruits are very they're they're like sharp. They're tart yeah. and sharp. This is a dull flavor. Yeah. This is a dull fruit flavor. I don't know how to describe it. I'm with you. That. I'm trying to think of dark fruits and the only stupid fruit I can think of is a plum. Maybe a cherry, like a dark cherry. I don't but I don't <sighs> feel like I tasted cherry. I don't feel like it's a cherry. I there is some mm-hmm. oh it's cherry. That's what I'm tasting. Are you sure? Yeah. It's 100% cherry. And then it finishes with leather, and there's a very, very, very quick transition of sweet in there. That's what I'm tasting. Hmm. Like dark well, cherry. Let's, let's, maybe, maybe. I took a sip, and more now I'm thinking it's cherry. It's get becoming some, cherry. Get some of your ice. Megan doesn't have a chaser today. <laughs> I got I, I have water. She's I got, got ice. good ice. She's got the Sonic cute, uh, crushed pellet ice, which is apparently the good ice. I don't think any ice is that good. I have sensitive teeth, but let her wash her palate out a little bit. I didn't want to crunch in the yeah. if, mic for everyone. If you guys were watching the video while I was pouring, uh, you saw me like back and forth a lot um, with these Glenclaring glasses. Um, so I've mm. actually measured out a finger in our old whiskey glasses that we would use and poured it in here and I'm trying very hard to get it you know approximately to a finger have you taken a sip immediately after you drank water yes okay do it again and tell me if you taste anything strange or new or anything like that he's now gurgling yeah why not okay I don't know how cold is your water Cause it's, I mean, it's, it just came out of the refrigerator. Okay. Well, with ice and it might be because my mouth got really cold with ice, the cherry went away and it was dessert sweet. It was butterscotch, 100% sweet dessertness. I'm, I, it was completely different than the whiskey I'd tasted before, almost to the point where like I'd. I'm sure if you saw me on camera, I kind of like double did a double take because yeah, it, I caught that. Uh, so it was strange. Just to give everybody a little 
you could see me screwing around here. I just took a couple drops of my water and put it on my finger and dripped it in because that releases the flavors a little bit. So we'll see how that affects it. Megan Enjoy me that to... ginormous bit of dead air yeah. as I'm chewing ice and, and Tyler's I'm doing nothing. With a drink. Yep. And I'm and back she's here, over like, here signaling making like my hand move. Like, say something. No more dead air. <laughs> That's fine. It's not fine. It, I don't like dead air. It's you. I agree, but it's, I mean, <laughs> sometimes it's going to happen. We we're, we both drink at the same time sometimes. That yeah. is insane. I, I never got an over. Overly I, sweet. Maybe it's maybe it would be different if if it had like some actual chilled ice in there. I it's dark cherry subtleness gone. Fucking sweet. Wow. Sweet dessert, fruit, caramel. I I would say I, get give me some of that ice, but I think it'll be interesting to see a different. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, the finish does still in the same way. It's earthy, leathery. Honestly, um, when I put a couple drops in there, it's still leathery, but there's a there's always been a little small sweetness to the finish, and now it's a little less leathery, a little more sweet. Okay. When I put I, I put about five drops of water off of my finger in there. So Okay. So what are we supposed to taste? We are supposed to taste cinnamon and corn, caramel and citrus. Vanilla, wood, a touch of char and leather, uh, rich sweetness, some notes of grain, dried fruit, and an ambiguous spice. Yeah, I would. Mm, yeah, I would agree with just about everything on there. I've tasted everything on there, but drinking it differently just gives you different different flavors. I um, I stand by what I said earlier. There's a. There's a party in my mouth with too many people. It's um, overwhelming. I, it's not necessarily bad, but yeah, it's... Yeah, it, it, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just there's a lot there. If you're trying to taste, yeah. you, there's just a lot to unpack there. Definitely. Uh, the finish is supposed to be long with corn, vanilla, cinnamon, leather, dried fruit, and oak. I mean, so even, even this review is like, it has all the flavors. <laughs> Yeah. It's a little bit of everything. Um I am I don't know. I'm e- interesting to see how much it changes if it changes at all as uh we continue on um through the rest of our episode. So we'll get back to you at our final thoughts with if this was I don't know. Before, We're find out. Yeah, before we move on um one more thing that probably should have mentioned um in the announcements is uh, head over to whiskeyandwonder.com uh, and check out our shop page. We've got stickers and whiskey tumblers with our logos and whatnot as well. Uh, if you guys haven't been there and want to purchase merchandise to help support the podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. If you don't want to spend any money, rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening. Absolutely. And on that note... Oh, do this. Opening the bottle. I always forget which one nope. that one is. That is not the right sound, and it was not me that hit it. What do you mean it's not the right sound? Was- oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yep, nope, that was me. I always get this one because 
behind the scenes here. I have a little, I have these on my screen here, which is why I always look to the left when this time comes. I have them out of order. I only have mail time and the wonder segment out of order. Everything else is in order. I don't know why. I've never changed them. I just haven't. So. <laughs> It's time for the wonder segment. That sounds better. Yep, that's where we are. Uh, we yeah, already yeah. opened the bottle. That's been uh, yeah, that's yeah. been done. Oh boy. Tyler, right. it is your week to teach me something. It, it is. Something sciencey. So, yes, it's it's sciencey, it's biological, it's biologically sciencey. <laughs> it's it's great. Now, I texted Megan in fair fair warning. I texted her earlier today and I didn't tell her what the uh, topic was. She has no idea. No. But I know that she has some experience with this sort of thing and she will be able to chime in. Um, now, with that being said, this topic, I hadn't planned on doing this topic at all until I started my research this morning. This morning? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm, I'm busy. Sorry. And you're honest. Um, yeah, I, I did it, but I had planned on doing one of two other topics, and this just kind of smacked me in the face this morning, and I said, ooh, that would be really interesting to learn about. I don't know much about that, and as I started getting into it, I realized I could go one of two paths with it. I could get super science, super science with it and bore the shit out of everybody, or I could do a general overview, and it probably wouldn't be enough information for a Typical full episode. So just so I don't bore people for an hour and a half, two hours with really science stuff, sciencey stuff, I chose to do the outlier. But I think you'll be able to contribute because you have experience real world with some of this stuff. Okay. I have been trying to figure out all day what this topic could be, and I am Do you have lost. a guess at all? Nope. A guess at all? Okay. I have no idea. Well... We're going to talk about sleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I sleep a lot. Yes. Uh, I didn't there, even mean it like that. No, I know. I yeah. have sleep apnea. So. Yeah. And didn't you do a sleep study? Yes, I did. Exactly. All right. So sleep is defined as the natural, easily reversible periodic state of many living things that is marked by the absence of wakefulness and by the loss of consciousness of one's surroundings and is accomplished by a typical body posture, such as lying down with the eyes closed, the occurrence of dreaming, and changes in brain activity and physiological functioning. It's made up of uh, cycles of both REM and non-REM sleep and is usually considered essential to the restoration and recovery of vital bodily and mental functions. And if that sounded a little weird, it's because it's one giant sentence that I turned into three because it just wasn't flowing in my head. Talk about run-on sentences. Wow. Jesus, I wrote this too. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. That was the definition. I took that from um, uh, Merriam-Webster. So let's talk about what causes us to sleep. Wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have to sleep? Yes, there's not enough hours in the day, even yeah. with me only getting like six hours of sleep. 
I would love to not ever have to sleep, to not enjoy sleep. There's so much we could get done if we didn't have to recharge. Uh, side note, you ever watch that movie uh, Limitless? Yes. Oh, that's a great movie. That's a great movie. How have you seen Limitless, but not so many? Okay. But, uh, I don't. So uh, that goes back to when I used to watch movies. Um, I saw it in high school, in class. One day, one of the teachers didn't feel like teaching and put Limitless on. There's no way that came out while we were in high school. Yeah, it did. It was like um, 2006, 2000. Uh, no, I was like, yeah, 2006, no 2007. I'm going to look it up while you talk. All right. So what causes us to sleep? Our sleep is driven by an internal timekeeping system, also commonly called our circadian uh, clock or rhythm. This clock is found in the hypothalamus near the front of the brain. The 24-hour cycle is guided by natural light and can affect mood, appetite, bodily functions, and hormone production. What year to come out? March 8th, 2011. Yeah, I was a senior in high school in 2011. Did you grad? What year did you graduate? 2011. Okay. I did too. I did. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I mean, I, I knew it was my uh, junior or senior year because it was mm. uh, AP calculus was the class that he would show. Like we, we finished in March and it was a year long class. So he was, like showed us movies for the rest of the year. Anyway. All that, right. That, All that right. was awesome. Um, during the day, the retinas in our eyes perceive natural sunlight and transmit signals through a nerve. Uh, through a nerve tract that leads directly to the su- oh, Lord. suprachiasmatic nucleus, or the SCN. The SCN is made up of roughly 20,000 nuclei clustered together, and, this, and it informs the brain whether it is daytime or nighttime. Once the natural light begins to disappear in the evenings, the pineal gland in the brain begins producing melatonin natural hormone that induces feelings of relaxation and sleepiness. Natural. Your body's supposed to produce it. Yes. In the mornings, when our eyes perceive natural light, the body produces cortisol, another hormone that promotes alertness and wakefulness. I don't think my body makes that one either. (laughs) I I don't. Well, (laughs) it depends on the day for me. This morning was a struggle. That's why it came to me this morning. I was like, oh, I don't want to get up. Why do we sleep? Why do we sleep? Whoa, I need to learn more about this. So uh, in addition to the circadian rhythm, our sleep is regulated by sleep-wake homeostasis or sleep drive. This process regulates feelings of tiredness and wakefulness. Essentially, for every hour you're awake, your sleep drive or your desire to sleep becomes stronger, eventually culminating just before you go to sleep. So essentially think of it as like if you played a video game and you've got an energy bar. As your energy bar decreases, you get tired until your energy bar is gone and then you go to sleep. Unless you have fucked up brain chemicals, in which case none of this fucking applies to you because fuck me. <laughs> I I thought you had sleep apnea, not... Well, yes, I have sleep apnea. I have insomnia. I had... Oh, and I am so fucked up, Tyler. I was about to say, I thought apnea is where you like swallow your tongue. No, apnea is where you stop breathing. Well, yeah, usually from swallowing your tongue. No, <laughs> you do not swallow your tongue. Okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it. You, you're the one with it. <laughs> um, circadian rhythm disorders can screw up your internal clock and cause you to feel tired when the sun's out and alert at night. I actually can tell you 
because I, ne- I just remember talking to my doctor. I can tell you what sleep apnea, apnea is. It is not swallowing your tongue. What is it? There's like a little trap door. <laughs> There's like a, a trap door in your throat that like moves. That's the one that stops like air from like food going in your lungs, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. During sleep apnea, that stays closed. shut or closed or whatever. Huh. Um, so you're not getting any air in. Then your brain thinks you're dying. So it goes into panic mode. So your heart rate goes up, your adrenaline rises, and you go, <gasps> and, and it fucks up your sleep, sleep cycle. Sleep cycle. Yeah. yeah. We're going to learn all about sleep cycles. I'm sure you know a lot about them. Or at least some about that. I'm going to try not to. I've already no, interrupted you no, so much. No, I appreciate it because, like I said, this is this is going to be a short episode otherwise because I only have... Normally, another background, I, I normally I have about five to six pages of notes for a regular episode. I have three and a half. I wonder how so, many... If I typed up my notes, I wonder how many I'd have. I don't know. Because written, I have like 20 written pages. It'd probably be about 10. Yeah. Eight to 10, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um... Like I said, uh, circadian rhythm disorders can screw up your internal clock and cause you to feel tired when the sun's out and alert at night. Uh, a few, or a relatively common disorder that most people are familiar with is uh, jet lag. When you travel somewhere where the time is different than what your body is used to, uh, it's fairly mild. Uh, another one that is a little more severe is shift work disorder. Uh, I watched my dad go through this because he uh, worked shift work his most of his career and he would spend a week working from 7 a.m to 3 p.m the next week working from 3 p.m to 11 p.m and the next week working from 11 p.m to 7 a.m so, so he just his went. sleep cycle was all screwed up some night some weeks he was sleeping in the middle of the day some weeks he was sleeping at night yeah and then he was off the the fourth week hmm. so unless he worked overtime and and even even then uh, if he worked overtime, it was pulling a double. So he might work first and second shift, or he might work second shift and third shift, or third shift and second or first shift. So it just depends. Um, exposure, stress, diet, medical medical conditions, and the environment in which you're sleeping can all affect your sleep drive. And so I mentioned this earlier: uh, REM and non-REM sleep. So non-REM or in-REM sleep, ugh, let me start that over. I took a weird pause there. Non-REM or in-REM sleep means non-rapid eye movement, while REM means, you guessed it. Rapid eye movement. Good job. Wow. REM sleep makes up about 25% of the total sleep that adults get each night. According to the American Association of Sleep Technologists, REM sleep is Initiated through acetyl. Whoa. <laughs> oh Lord, ace. Yeah, yeah, for real. Acetylcholine secretions and inhibited by neurons that secrete monoamine, such as monoamines, such as serotonin. Now, if that made any sense to anybody other than the geniuses out there, props. Because the only words I understood were secrete and secretions. I understood serotonin. Oh, yeah, I got because that. Because my brain doesn't make it. Uh, adults typically experience REM sleep approximately every 90 minutes or so. 
with the longest period being at the end of a night's sleep. If a person does not get their full night's rest, this is the part of sleep that is typically cut short. And I'm going to take a moment to interrupt myself and say I I have something new for the podcast this week. Um, I will be sharing my screen on YouTube. So if you're listening to the podcast, it will be happening later. Um, but if you're listening to the podcast, you may want to check us out on YouTube because I do have some charts and stuff that I'm going to show of what a sleep cycle looks like graphed out. All right. Later. So, uh, scientists don't fully understand why we have REM sleep, but several studies suggest that it's vital to keep in our brain sharp. Other studies have shown that increasing REM sleep can reduce depression, depression and anxiety, decrease blood pressure, and just increase overall health. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, when we don't get a full night's rest, it's our, our REM sleep that suffers. Not getting enough REM sleep can have negative health effects, but our bodies are able to recover from this. After a period of REM sleep deprivation, our bodies will increase the REM sleep levels no, uh, this is known as REM sleep rebound and is helpful for those who have consistent REM deprivation, such as people with sleep apnea. Hi. This is why I knew Megan would know something. Yep. So, in REM sleep is associated with the brain, the brain restoring its supply of adenosine triphosphate, or ATP. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and say this here. I found the most dumbed-down explanation of what ATP is because I got my degree in rocks. Rocks are <laughs> not alive. They're easy to study, and biology is very hard to me, especially biologic. Uh, organic chemistry is very hard. Rocks so. could be alive. No, they're not. I studied them. They're not. <laughs> anyway, so this is a dumbed-down version of this ATP. ATP is the energy-carrying molecule found in the cells of all living things. It is the molecule in cells that carries energy. Cool. In REM sleep is subdivided into three different stages. Stage, uh, They're called N1, N2, and N3, or slow-wave sleep. Each of these stages can last from 5 to 15 minutes or sometimes longer and may even repeat until REM sleep is accomplished. To understand how these two types of sleep work together, let's look at the entire sleep cycle. There are four main stages to each sleep cycle, with the first stage, N1, being considered the dozing off stage. It's considered to be the transition period between wakefulness and sleep, but can also occur during transitions between periods. Oh, I'm sorry, between sleep cycle periods. In this stage, the body hasn't totally relaxed, but both the body and the brain activities began to slow down, and there are light changes in brain activity. It's also common for brief movement slash twitching during this stage. Because neither the brain or body are completely relaxed, it's very easy to wake someone from the stage of sleep. Uh, as I mentioned, this is stage N1, so it is in REM sleep. The first three stages are all in REM sleep. The average amount of time that people spend in the first sleep stage is commonly one to five minutes, uh, which I personally found that number very interesting because uh, 
Megan and I, Megan says she's a sleep weirdo. I'm also a sleep weirdo in the fact that I can't nap. I have <laughs> to be mm. sick to nap. And I, I can seriously, I, I can count on two hands how many naps I've taken since I was 15 or 16 years old. I, actually, even earlier than that, probably, I would say 13 or 14. Um, I can't get through this, this phase whenever I lay down during daylight hours. I can't get from dozing to sleep. So I I guess a lot of a lot of people uh would argue that I don't nap. I sleep. Cuz if I take a nap, my nap is hours long. Like I think my shortest nap to where I'm happy with my nap is like 3 hours. I could nap <laughs> for 12 hours. So I can't sleep for more than like nine, ten hours. I, I told you earlier, I have a headache. Mm-hmm. I've had a headache all day, guys. It's because I slept ten hours. Whenever I sleep more than sleeping about eight you, hours, sleeping longer gave you a headache. Yes, if I'm if I sleep less, I'm grumpy. If I sleep less than like seven hours, I'm grumpy and tired. But I'm I'm that's it. If I sleep more, I'm grumpy, tired, and I have a headache all day. It's hmm. it, that's what happens on, and that's part of why I don't ever sleep in. Interesting. Yeah, it it's miserable for me the next day. That sucks. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily fun, but mm. is what it is. And I've taken I've taken um, ibuprofen mm. twice today for it. Yikes! Still hanging around. Uh, so the second stage in two is another period of light sleep in which the muscles relax. Uh, brain waves start to, uh, I'm sorry, in which muscles relax and brain waves start to slow. Although the brain waves do slow overall during this stage, there are short bursts of brain activity that help us to resist being woken up by external factors. Almost like your brain sending out a little message like to stimulate itself so that sounds and noises and other things around you don't wake you. Uh, in addition, eye movement stops, the body temperature lowers, and the heart rate and breathing both slow as well. This stage is generally the period between drowsiness or light sleep and deep and slow wave sleep. Stage two can last for 10 to 25 minutes during the first cycle, but gets progressively longer each time the cycle is repeated throughout the night. Approximately Half of the time that a person is asleep is spent in this stage. Stage three, or N3, is also known as the deep sleep stage, and it's much harder to wake someone in this phase. The body continues to relax, further lowering the heart rate and the breath rate. The brain also begins a pattern of delta waves. And uh, delta waves are the slowest recorded brain waves in human beings, and are associated with the deepest levels of relaxation and restorative sleep. Because of this, experts believe that this stage is crucial for bodily growth and recovery. So anybody that's going to the gym, playing sports or anything, you do need your sleep. It legitimately helps your body to recover. And anybody that's ever done any powerlifting knows that recovery is just as important as actual gym time. Some believe that this stage helps improve the immune system and other bodily systems as well. 
There are actually a few studies that suggest this deep sleep contributes to creativity, better memory, and insightful thinking. And a recent study from Boston University even suggests that cerebrospinal fluid may clean toxic waste from the brain and that this phase helps tremendously with that process. I don't know what kind of toxins our brains produce. I've never heard that before, but I found that very interesting. I mean, everything, I guess, eventually becomes toxic? Question mark? I don't know. If you know, email us. Chat us up about it because we want to learn more. Yes, please. Uh, typically, the deep sleep stage lasts from 20 to 40 minutes. The next and final stage of the sleep cycle is the, is the REM stage. During this stage, brain activity picks up to near awake levels while the body experiences a temporary paralysis of the muscle known as atonia. The only muscles not affected by this are the eyes and the muscles that control breathing. From the name, rapid eye movement, you can guess what's going on under the eyelids, even though they're closed. REM sleep is believed to be essential for cognitive functions. Because, because of the increase in brain activity, REM produces the most vivid dreams. With that being said, though, dreams can actually occur at any stage of sleep, but are less intense during the in-REM stages. Have you ever lucid dreamt? Dreamed? Yes. I've done it once. And it was recently, like within the past month. Lucid dream is like when it's real, right? The lucid dream is where you can control the dream. Oh, no, I've never lucid dreamed this. Okay. You realize you're in a dream, and you can suddenly change everything about it. That's called Inception. <laughs> I have seen that movie. That's also a good movie. That was uh, a great movie. At least you've seen good movies. The movies you have seen have been good. You haven't wasted time on like Twilight. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, sorry to interrupt. I just no, you're I fine. was super excited about lucid dreaming once, and I want to do it again so badly. I'm no. <laughs> I'm I'm saying if you want to, that might help. I highly doubt it. No way. Uh I'm sure you can research that and figure it out. Typically, REM sleep is achieved approximately 90 minutes into a sleep session. Uh as the sleep session goes longer, the REM stages get longer as well. The first REM stage may last only a few minutes, while the final REM stage may last around an hour. REM sleep typically makes up about 25% of sleep for adults. And so now, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to pull up, I'm going to share my screen and actually show what a single sleep cycle looks like and then a sleep cycle for the entire evening on YouTube. So go to YouTube and check us out. This is the 43 minutes, 20 second mark. So all right. if you get over here, oh, this is weird. My cursor is on two screens at once now. <laughs> um, so W is wake. R is um, R, a REM sleep, N1, N2, and N3. So one sleep cycle runs for, in this example, just under... Uh, just over about an hour and 20 minutes, right around there. Uh, I'm sorry, Megan. I don't think you can see. Yeah, I can. Oh, you can? Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, he's, he's just fine. All right. Um, as you can see, the person struggled in and out of wakeness and in one sleep within the first 10 or so minutes. They quickly dropped down to stage N2, where they hovered between that and N3 up until about 25 minutes into this, and then they slept for quite a while in N3, came a little bit back out into N2, and then back up to REM sleep, and then they woke up, and the cycle started over again. This is what a sleep cycle looks like throughout an entire night. Excuse me. It looks very similar. What do you got there, Megan? Trying to find out what a sleep cycle will look like for a person that has sleep apnea. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I think I actually saw one of those and it's very there's a lot of awake. Like this cycle would yeah. just jump back up to awake. Yeah. And then, that's exactly what's happening. Yes. So it goes several times. So Yes. Yeah. Okay. I we can't see that because my phone won't connect to the computer. It's but. okay. I can I can try to pull one up here in a minute when I'm done with this. Okay. As you can see, it's basically that same pattern where they slowly go from awake down to N one, N two, N three. They're in N three for a lot of the time, and then they jump back up to REM sleep, and then they either go back down stage one, stage two. Sometimes they wake up. That's probably honestly when you like roll over in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess. Um, you know, who knows why people, why you wake up in the middle of the night. One thing that I found interesting from this example is that on the, the N3 actually decreased every time. It was largest in cycle one and was bare, almost non-existent in cycle four and was completely non-existent in cycle five. So that's, that's a very pretty, almost a pattern to it. Yes. Um, when you look at that same chart, but it's someone with sleep apnea, that pattern goes away. It's way more chaotic, way more up and down. Um, it's not a nice, you go into N1 and then N2 and N3 and then back up. It's It breaks a lot more often than um, it does in that pretty picture. So Let's I thought... see if I can find... Uh... There, there's got to be one somewhere. Kind of. Yeah, ish. Right? Here's a um, Fitbit one. Yeah, this is a Fitbit one. As you can see, this person did not get into deep sleep at all. Hardly. Yep. Um, I don't know if I can find one that's actual. Ooh, that's, that's detailed. Um, yep. Yeah, so I don't know if I can find one with the actual sleep apnea in there. But that's what a good sleep cycle would look like. Um, this I, I would be interested to know what time of the year this was taken in because if you look when they didn't get back down to N3, it was after 5 in the morning, so it may have already been sunlight. Been light time. Light, light where, time. Where, <laughs> wherever time. they're at. So that's uh, that's interesting to look at. All right, now you get to see our pretty mugs again. You don't get to see my <laughs> notes. I'm sorry, I'm keeping those private. Um, so what can affect our sleep stages sleep stages can be affected by multiple factors such as age sleep disorders alcohol and drug use and recent sleep patterns alcohol decreases REM sleep early on in the sleep session but 
as the alcohol wears off overnight, periods of prolonged REM sleep occurred. Essentially what I mentioned earlier, the REM sleep rebounds. As you're not getting it at the beginning, your body does more of it towards the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Irregular or insufficient sleep over a few days can cause an abnormal sleep cycle. While sleeping disorders such as sleep apnea and restless leg syndrome can cause awakenings, interrupting a normal sleep cycle. I'm interested to know, I feel like this is a good moment to sidetrack a little bit. What was your sleep study like? Um, so I got my sleep study during COVID land. Um, I remember we had to, it was actually, uh, early on in the podcast. Yeah. We had to cancel. I don't, I don't know if we canceled or we just postponed, postponed something for a happened. day or two um, uh, because you, you weren't able to come because of your sleep study. Yeah. So I had to, they, so my insurance, um, my doctor wanted me to do just an in, like an in-person sleep study, like where I go to the hospital, my insurance wouldn't pay for it unless I did an at home one first. So with the at home one, uh, they put this monitor, um, around your wrist that is like the biggest, most uncomfortable smartwatch you can imagine. I was just about to say, why didn't they just use the Fitbit? (laughs) Well, I don't know, but it is the most uncomfortable thing ever. And this watch is attached to all sorts of different points over your body with this really sticky, painful goop. And then you're like on in all these wires and everything. And they're like, all right, go to sleep. Okay. Um, Okay. I can do that. And so at home, when you're wearing this watch, it is actively sending data to the doctors to watch while they're like in, so they can see what's happening while I'm sleeping at home. They watch it through Wi-Fi. They can. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, my sleep apnea was bad enough that my insurance agreed to pay for a CPAP machine after just doing an in-home study. And in an in hospital study gets a lot more data and is a lot more accurate, but I had enough events triggering per hour that they said, we're going to give you a machine no matter what. Do you have the nose or the full face? So mine is there's hundreds of different masks, which I had no idea of um, until I went to get my CPAP and there are, so many different kinds. I went with one that's called a pillow. So it's it sits underneath my nose. It's not invasive at all. It sits under, underneath my nose and then just wraps around my head. Um, but it's not, there's not like any type of face mask. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm being grabbed. I went to um, Google it and I typed in pillow sleep apnea. And Google's been listening. <laughs> it always listens. You also have an Amazon lady. She listens too. Oh, yeah. oh, is it this thing? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's not invasive at all. No, no, it's not bad at all. I was thinking uh, this thing. Oh, no. No, I could not. Okay. That's one of the options. Yeah, I gotcha. I... So it, it seems like it's... A Velcro strap that goes around your head with the little 
nostril things that they use for like oxygen kind of except maybe without the nostril things without the not they're like they don't go in your nose they sit underneath like there is no tubes inside um so when you have sleep apnea that trap door closes and stays closed so you can't get any air into your lungs and when you have a cpap machine i forget what the scientific word for cpap is but it's an anagram Whatever it C P A P means something each letter for something. Yeah. Yeah. Each letter means something. Um, but basically it's a constant, uh, constant pressure air performance is, I don't Tyler's maybe going to look it up. Yes. I'm looking. Um, continuous positive airway pressure. There you go. (laughs) So, uh, I have a smart machine, which automatically detects how much air I need to flow. And it actually sends all my data to my smartphone, which is why I've been looking down periodically throughout this. Cause I was pulling it up. I, I saw you pulling up a graph over there. I was yeah. going to ask about that later. Yes. So, uh, the CPAP con- continuously blows air down your throat so that you can't have your throat close up. What? Oh, hap- I would not like that. My throat would dry out. It, oh. It's uh, you have moisture. Oh, it's in- like humidified air. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a you get distilled water that you put in the machine, and uh, that. How, get- how loud is the machine? Quiet. It's really. Sh- how often do you clean it? Daily. Okay. Um. You made me lose my trap. Oh, I'm so damn, sorry. Damn you're it, you're talking about it blows air okay. to keep your trap door open. Yes, yeah, so it blows air so your throat can never actually close. When you have sleep apnea, my doctor said sleep apnea is where you have more than five events per hour where your throat closes. A CPAP machine will bring it down to where you have less than five events per hour if it's working. And that's where your throat actually closes. So... As my throat goes to close, the machine can feel that it's the air is getting harder to go through and the pressure of the air goes up. It makes it come through harder, so it forces that back open. Occasionally, I will still get an apnea where it closes all the way, but I went from getting several uh, events per hour to... In the month of May, which is only May 8th, um, but in the past eight days, I've averaged one event per hour. So one hour during my sleep, my throat will completely close, but then the air will push it open. One time per hour. One time per hour. Yep. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's way better than what it was because it was in double digits. What what have you noticed? Um. How would you compare the sleep before and after? Is it, is it noticeably better? I definitely notice a difference. I am waking up more alert, and I am sleeping more through the night than I was before. Um, so there, it's definitely a positive change, and I definitely noticed when I got the CPAP machine that my sleep improved. Um, it's not perfect. Uh, but nothing in life is perfect. Um, Fair enough. But it's it's a very interesting sensation, I guess. Um, and it took only, and 
my doctor said it would only take a couple nights and it really only took a couple nights to get used to having the thing on my face. Now I don't really even notice that it's there until it like starts to come off and it goes like on my face. <laughs> you, you roll too far. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I don't know how I would like that, but knock on wood, I'm fortunate enough to not have that issue. Um, but I tell you this, this has inspired me. I did not realize Fitbit did that until I started researching this and I have never been into the Fitbit smartwatch fad that's happening, but I, I'm interested in getting a Fitbit to see how my sleep is. I, the Fitbit will track a lot. I'm genuinely interested. Uh, so I'm, I may look into that and report back on my sleep so, not sleep related, but another fun thing. I'm gonna endorse smartwatches even more. I don't have a Fitbit. I have a Samsung uh, watch, but I have a tachycardia, which is where my heart beats faster than it should. Uh, so even my resting heart rate, my resting heart rate is like 150. Um, and it will alert me if my heart rate starts to get too high. So once it hits like that 180, 200 mark, it tells me like something's going on. I need to chill out. My goal in life is to have the opposite of that. And that's uh, that's like bradycardia or something like that. Where your heart Your heart rate's so so low. It's like your resting heart rate's like 60 beats per minute. Something like that. Yeah. I I, I think that's supposedly like uh, the really athletic people. In life that that's the way their hearts <laughs> beat anyway let's hop back into this um wrap up this sleep talk here i got just a little bit left on how uh age and sleep and our what we can do to get better sleep and that thing how everything kind of plays together so age actually plays an important role in how much sleep we need kind of common sense dictates baby sleeps all day we don't uh, it also impacts what our sleep cycle actually looks like. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, a newborn needs 14 to 17 hours of sleep per day, whereas your adult age 26 to 64 only needs seven to nine hours. And that I found a chart that showed each different breakout of like newborns inf- or uh, toddlers, preschool, school children, teenagers, blah, blah, blah. And it progressively went from 14 to 17 and slowly got down to 6 to 8 for seniors, people 65 and over. Newborns uh, spend approximately 50% of their sleep in REM sleep and may enter directly into REM sleep when they fall asleep, unlike adults. But by the time they're around age 5, their sleep patterns become similar to adults. So we talked a lot about sleep. So let's talk about what happens when you don't sleep. Sleep <laughs> deprivation. Yes, I just shot you that look because it's just <laughs> the sleep apnea. Sleep deprivation can affect us in social ways and oh, in health yeah. ways. Oh, yeah. Short term, uh, lack of sleep can cause tiredness, poor decision making, trouble concentrating, anger, and irritability, which can all cause problems in social situations. Long-term lack of sleep can cause a multitude of health issues, such as heart disease, stroke, obesity, stunted growth or development, poor immune system, 
and type 2 diabetes can be affected by how much and how well we're sleeping. I wonder if that's why I'm short, because my mom is tall for a woman and my dad is tall. Might be. Hmm. Curse. Curse stuff. Uh, As mentioned, good sleep allows our blood pressure to lower during certain stages of the sleep cycle, which helps prevent high blood, blood pressure. And in addition, sleep helps our bodies to regulate hunger, blood sugar, and growth and development hormones. So kind of what you were just saying there. So what ways can we have a healthier sleep cycle and just get better sleep in general? Well, the first step to improving uh, your good sleep, uh, I got that since it's all jacked up. The first step to having good sleep and a good sleep cycle is to maintain good sleep hygiene. This refers to sleep-related habits and the environment in which you sleep. So for starters, make sure the area where you're going to be sleeping is dark and quiet. You know, you have something comfortable. Uh, Make sure that it's a comfortable temperature, and it's also necessary since our body temperatures decrease during sleep. Most experts tend to agree that 60 to uh, 67 degrees Fahrenheit is ideal for most people. Avoiding naps and exercising regularly are both important to achieve quality sleep. Exercise tires your body out, and it helps you to expand energy throughout the day so you don't have that pent up at night, while naps kind of give you energy back. They provide short-term rest, and it affects how tired you feel in the evening. I literally can sleep for 24 hours, and I'm fine. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Not getting enough sunlight can also actually throw off your circadian rhythm. Nah, Uh, fuck that. As can electronics. It's actually recommended that you don't look at screens that emit blue light, such as cell phones, TVs, and most other electronics, because the blue light tricks your body into thinking it's daylight. That's why there's so many blue light filters getting more and more popular. I was just about to say, my phone has a blue light filter that I can set when it comes on and when it goes off. Yep. And I hated it at first, but I learned... Uh, about two or three years ago, what its purpose was, and I've started using it since, and this just reiterates that point. Another thing to avoid before bed is food and stimulants. Caffeine and nicotine can offset melatonin production, which makes you not feel tired. Food uh, that is high in fats or sugars can negatively affect how much your body sleeps while foods like milk, cherries, walnuts, and whole grains are great for a bedtime snack because they all contain melatonin or other sleep cherries components. Yeah, I know. I thought that was very weird. Yeah, that is weird. Yep. And walnuts, too. That's Yeah, that's weird. Cherries just... I mean, that's... Hmm. Okay. Um, I... To wrap this up, I just really want to say I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to tell anybody how to live your life, how to do your sleep or whatnot, but just take care of yourselves. Just do, everybody deserves a good night's sleep. Um, That's, I I will be 100% honest. That's something I've never struggled with. Very, I'm not going to say never, but I very rarely struggle to get a good night's sleep. Um, You know, I don't know if it's a clean conscience or if it's, (laughs) I'm serious. I, I genuinely believe having a clean conscience helps me to fall asleep better each night there is no laying awake and stressing about stuff for me there is no i my head hits the pillow and i'm gone 
You don't have those moments where you think about something embarrassing you did 10 years ago? No, if I have those, it's in the shower. <laughs> okay. I don't know why, but that's where I have those moments. That's where I do most of my thinking, my stressing and whatnot. So, um, But seriously, take this information. Get yourself some good sleep. Everybody deserves a good night's sleep. Definitely. Your health is important. Um, something that I wish I'd realized a little bit more uh, in my younger younger years uh, that a lot of my issues today probably could have been prevented if I had been smart in my teenager years. So, you know, t- get help when you need help with whatever it may be, whether you need some help with uh, sleep studies or if um, you have eating disorders, drug problems, alcohol problems. There's nothing wrong with getting help for anything that is ailing you. And I think on that note, we're going to stop all the sleep talk because I'm getting sleepy. No (laughs) pun intended. I literally just yawned. It is 1025. Uh, We're going to move on. Trivia with Tyler. All right. So I got a quickie for you today. <laughs> Quick Tyler nugget. Let's go. Legendary actor, you may have heard of him, James Earl Jones, voice behind Darth Vader and Mufasa, refused to speak as a child because of a severe stutter. He overcame this by performing poetry readings on the advice of his high school teacher, which ultimately set him on the course of acting. Wow. Badass, bro. That's awesome. Yes. Ah, James Earl Jones is amazing. I My first introduction to him realizing who he was was the Sandlot. My first introduction was Darth Vader, but I didn't realize... Who he was? That he somebody else was doing the voice of Darth Vader. Yeah. I saw Star Wars when I was like four or five years old. So. Yeah. But it was the Sandlot. I remember his character in the Sandlot. That's a great movie. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I love Thank it. God you've seen that. Yes, I have. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> that's what you got to start saying when I haven't seen a movie. Ah, uh, I want that sound. I think we talked about that in one we of the talk, early yeah, episodes. We wanted some copyrighted sounds that we were like, we probably can't say use those. Yeah. So please, Bloody please pirates. give us. Yeah, Disney, please give us some sound effects. <laughs> please, Disney, you will make enough money. I know. Mail time. All right. So nobody except friend Shelby sent us any emails this week. So shame on you guys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, friend Shelby sent us an email. She sent it to us earlier uh, today before we recorded the show. Uh, and in full disclosure, she says, I cheated and I knew the topic. So, yes, I told Shelby while she was here at my house earlier what my topic was to get her opinion on it. So I think uh, this is what Shelby says. So I think someone should expand on the sleep topic by doing another topic on dreams. I'm obsessed with analyzing dreams. I'll even write down my dreams for a few weeks and you can analyze them. P.S. They might be not safe for work, but definitely <laughs> safe for the podcast. P.S. I heart you guys. Love, Shelbs. 
I, I think that would be interesting to analyze dreams, but I feel like that's something where you really got to know the person and what's going on in their lives to accurately analyze. But that is interesting. Dreams have always interested me. So maybe. Yes. So one, Shelby, I love you. You're amazing. Uh, two, as soon as Tyler said sleep, I went dreams. So <laughs> uh, that's definitely something that I will want to do in the future. Um, I'm not going to get into hippy dippy dream analysis. Like if you see a boon, it's because I feel like that's pretty much the equivalent of divination from Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. At least for, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to back up and say that, you know, that class, there actually was some real predictions that happened in that class. There were, there were several. So maybe it wasn't just a little BS, but. It definitely can come off uh, as BS. But on a psychological standpoint, there is a lot of actual real psychology uh, in dreams and dream studying. So I am definitely interested to do a topic on dream. (laughs) Oh, Navy Navy just sneezed right into Megan's lap. Which caught the mic. I'm pretty sure it did. I heard it through my headset. So, yep. Nice. Sorry for the dog sneeze. Um, but yeah, so dreams. I like that idea, Shelby. Uh, we're going to add that to our uh, topic requests, and that will be something that definitely is done at some point. All right. Final thoughts. All right, I'm going to let you start because you finished a lot more than I did. Yes. But I did have more time to drink today so, than normally when I'm presenting. Um, this, is a par- <laughs> this is a party in your mouth. Um, lots of different flavors, lots of different flavors clashing. Kind of feels like maybe a, a war happening um, between like the sweet is trying to battle the, um, the not sweet. Uh, I'll say it this way. Let me butt in for a minute. Yeah. Because I had a different experience. Maybe not as different as usual since you did a lot of talking. You had a lot to contribute to this episode. Um, Every time I took a drink, I got a different flavor. Something different overwhelmed me and it, it wasn't consistent. Yes. Yes, that's why I'm saying like it feels like flavors warring. Yes. Like it. Sometimes all I tasted was the spice. Other times it was sweet. Sometimes it was leathery. It was, there's always been, well, I'm not going to say there's always been. Sometimes the fruit's present. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes I taste cherries. Sometimes I get like an aftertaste of dill. Yeah. It's, 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 it's uh, all over the place. It's, it's all over the place. Exactly. It is all over the place. And it's something that I would be curious to sit and drink and sip on without any talking or anything going on. Like if you're reading a book, um, watching a movie or something where you're not going to do anything except drink, maybe the flavor will get more consistent if your mouth isn't doing anything else. Um, But that is me just talking... From nowhere, um, but it's an idea. Speculation. Speculating, yeah. It's 
percolating. I, I mean, I, I'd be interested to see, and I almost asked earlier to get a little bit of ice out of your thing and put it in there, but I we just for consistency figured we should keep it neat. It was bad enough. I put a couple drops of water in there, mm, mm, mm. Um, but I personally. After having most of this, I would mix this drink. I would put this in mixed drinks. That's I, where that's what I would use this for. I disagree. And I don't know if it's because I there's I can't grab a flavor. So there's sometimes where I've taken a sip and I've been like, that's so good. I would drink that all the time. And then there's been times where I'm like, eh. So I <laughs> I would drink it neat until I, I, I would drink it neat until I figured out if I like it or not. I think having just one fig, finger um, in one glass is not going to be enough for me to really pinpoint down this whiskey. That's fair. I'm... I like consistency. I like a routine and I like that. I like structure and a routine. That's just who I am. And this not having that, this being kind of all over the place. I don't know what I'm going to get with each sip. And I don't like that. That knocks it down. <laughs> it's exciting. A lot for me. It's not, it's uncomfortable for me. Okay. Um, as somebody who legitimately like that is my personality to crave structure and, and routine. It's, I would probably not drink this neat unless it was the only thing I had. And even then I would still probably mix it and mix it into a Long Island iced tea, a whiskey sour. This would probably make a very good whiskey sour. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's got a lot of flavors, so I don't know what flavor would come out in the whiskey sour. Um, But for me, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with a four and a half on this one. Okay. Um, As per usual, I'm going to rate it a little bit nicer than Tyler. Uh, I'm going to give it a five. Whoa, it- whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. Whoa. You said rate them a little bit nicer. As I recall, you're just more extreme than I am. You're either, you, you don't go middle of the road. Yeah. You're either, it's a 10 or it's a four, it's a like two. <laughs> So it's okay. not necessarily that you rate it nicely. You just are extreme. I'm more conservative, and I tend to stay I, in the seven and a half to a three and a half range. All right, that's true. It's got to be really bad to go below that, or really good to go above that. All right, that's fair. Well, I'm gonna stay in your road then and go straight down the middle. This is a five, five. um, and this is one I I'm gonna take home. I don't think you're gonna have a big issue with that. Nope. Nope. This is my whiskey. I'm taking it home. Uh, thank you, friend Sarah, for getting it for us. Oh, my God. That's what happens when we both hit the button, <laughs> the not quite thing. simultaneously. Ooh, that was an interesting sound. Oh, that's all right. Well, that happened. We've learned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So thank you, friend Sarah. I appreciate this. It's going to be, 
I mm, this is going to be my go to whiskey for my next couple weeks in D and D and anytime I want to drink because I want to see if I can really pin down what this is. Um, hey, I'm interested. I'm sorry, I'm pulling a hair off the microphones that there, so I was away. I am interested in. I want you to report back. That's another homework you have. Let me know what flavor you settle on. Yes, I will. I will definitely. But this this is going to be my go-to whiskey for the next little bit. So thank you, friend Sarah, for yes. giving me a whiskey to enjoy for the next few weeks. Thank you, friend Sarah. I appreciate the donation, as always, and everybody that donates to us. And yes. Donates your time to listening to us and your clicks for rating us. We appreciate y'all. And 100%. I guess on... Yeah, 100 I guess on that note, that about wraps this one up. Yeah. All right. Sleep. Yeah. Now it is time to go to sleep. Yeah, it is time (laughs) to go to sleep. Guys, like we said, if you need help for anything, get help. Going to the doctor is not something you should be ashamed of for anything. Um, I'll get off my soapbox and leave it at that. And I will tell you guys to have a good night. Don't drink and drive. And cheers. I don't know.